0: so this is going to be the worst quality episode we've done in forever and uh, hopefully you guys like it. Cheers!
1: The intro song, we're singing along, drinking beer and talking about politics. Henry and, Henry and hops, hops. hops,
0: politics Henry and beer. Henry
1: Henry Adventures hops. and hops. for your earholes to hear. So let's have Henry a Henry brew, hops, stop maybe just three or two, perchance discover Henry new Henry shit hops. that we never
0: knew. So come along. That's the Henry Henry end of our hops. song.
1: Yeah. Oh, that, that actually is the end of... That's it. Uh, we just talk culture and shit. Alright. Joshua to boss. Alright. How's it going, bud? We're on the
0: uh, iPhones. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, it's going really well. I've had a great couple weeks down here in Florida. It's been a nice break from the New York weather, although I am excited to go back and try out this new subway near my apartment. Wait, why? The second Avenue subway is finished. It's the first, oh, like, after 80 oh years. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, I thought you were like excited about it. A- chain of the Subway Sandwich Shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know all about Yeah, I'm it.
0: super excited for that yogurt turkey. I know, mm-hmm. man.
1: That ruined it for me. It was the yogurt meat. All right. Well, that's
0: pretty awesome. All right. Second Avenue. Yeah. 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 Um, what about you? How are you doing?
1: Well, I'm pretty good. I'm just a little worried about my mic levels here because I'm talking really quietly, but it's just like going on way beyond my little, my
0: nozzle. Oh, Yeah. That's the thing, guys. Our mics suck today because both of us uh, are okay. not home uh, at our, oh, I, at our I, base I locations. Home. I am home, actually. Well, then where's your mic? It's up in Inverness. Well, I brought it up there. <laughs> I left it there. Okay, so Hunter, <laughs> so Hunter left his mic uh, while he was on vacation someplace, whereas I am on vacation and left my mic at home. Mm. Either way, we're both recording on our in- uh, in computer mics, that's not what they call it, but yeah, that's 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 not the right term, but I, that's what I was thinking. Anyway, uh, the uh, we're using those mics, uh, so this will be a test of Apple. And uh, are you using an Apple computer too? Yeah, it's an Air. All right. So, uh, how good are your mics, Apple? We'll note after today. Pretty good, it seems. Uh, like. What are you? What What are you drinking today?
1: Oh, just a classic, uh, the old um, Ballast Point. Nope, sorry. I don't know why I said that. I was drinking some uh, Valspor in the weekend. Uh, Green Flash West Coast IPA, a nice.
0: <laughs> so- yeah, those are very different.
1: No, not
0: really. Not in taste, but in—I just meant in the look of the the uh, the outside of the bottle. Yeah, well, i was you... picturing them both next to yeah. each other, and I'm like, how... well, it's two <laughs> <laughs> words. You didn't look down, obviously. No, it's
1: two words, and it's SoCal, and it's like a really good IPA. This has slightly more alcohol to it, I guess, than the Sculpin. But no, it's hard. Like I wanted to really come out with a bang for this episode with a beer, but I honestly drank all my good beer over New Year's. Um, and the one I really wanted to talk about, if I have a little second, is just uh, we did uh, Knee Deep, which is, as all, as all longtime listeners and fans of our podcast, I'm sure you all know, one of my favorites. As you remember, Josh Box, my dad brought us a case of their, like, fucking 750 milliliter bottles to uh, our house before the wedding last year.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, but I also, that was the one thing I requested for outside lands, outside of uh, the local Anderson Valley beers, I was like, knee deeps all the way, because I, I, that's what I remember, and that that should really be on my list. You know, when we get, this is going to be our uh, New Year's episode, I don't think we've said that yet. Yeah, Happy and New down. Year's. This is Henry at Hop's. I think there you go. I think after we talk about Intro. these beers, uh, <laughs> we're gonna probably jump into our uh, top five beers. Yep. But uh, that that beers like all of Knee Deep should probably be on my top five just because I I didn't know about that company until this year and I still really can't find it in New York anywhere. But it's it's amazing. Hmm. If you can get it, drink it. Try it. I mean, if you can't, we're sorry because it's really
1: good. So I had their uh, their quadruple IPA uh, New Year's, and I sent you a wow. photo of it, and it was uh, like thirteen and a half percent. It was absurd, um, and it was actually so good. delicious, so delicious, super boozy. But like, if you ever had younger, it's just as I mean, you can't mask that type of booze completely. Generally, they taste very. Um,
0: I think one twenty does a good job too.
1: Yeah, but that's the other one that just is absurd in like alcohol content. Um, but my point is that it definitely tastes boozy. But you, the best you can do is blend the hops with the booze and uh, get the malts involved there, and uh, bada bang, bada boom. You know, you gotta you gotta really boozy as fuck IPA that hopefully is really drinkable. Um, so that's definitely on my top beers of the year. Um, yeah, good
0: stuff. Alright, well, I'm drinking a MIA beer company, a beer I have, a brewing company I've just discovered when I came down to Miami this time. I don't know how new they are, but they've probably only been around the last couple of years. And this is called Tourist Trap. It's a Belgian style triple ale that comes in a can. Mm. 10%. And uh, they really like s- silly names, but they're very good. Like they have a Miami Vice one that's an IPA. Uh,
1: no, but it, it's it oh has no, no the BAMI Vice is the half vice. vice, yeah, it You're right. It's a half a vice. vice. I
0: forgot. Oh, good. Okay. I forgot. Uh, That's the best I for, name. I, I was ever. trying to remember what the IPA was. Um, anyway, so it the, this is really good. I give this uh, four houses. Wow, um, it's not like the best. It's not as good as like the Belgian Triples, but I don't think it's supposed to be. It's a be- Belgian style Triple F, you know. And it's, good. It's, good. <sighs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Love All right, so let's move into uh, top five beers because I think that's the first place to start. And then we'll uh, go into the rest of our top five. Mm. So what do you got to say? Well,
1: I have a problem in general with top five lists. And I'm going to start with that, which is just that um, the human memory is imperfect. So you tend to uh, place preference into more recent memories compared to February, uh, you know, March, (laughs) April.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. That's why the Oscar movie season is always in the fall, because they know that they won't remember it if it was right after Oscars last year. Yeah, I know, and it's, you know what I think is hilarious? Let's get into films later, let's do beers right now. Good point. What are your top five beers that aren't top five?
1: Okay, yeah, anyhow, so on that note, Born Yesterday still rules them all for me, I love it, I bought four fucking cases uh, this year, and it was delicious, and I still have one, I'm gonna let it... Not age, but I'm just curious to see what a year-old Born Yesterday tastes like against a, a fresh one next year. Um, on top of that, the uh, Enjoy By series, they're another standby. Like, I love these fresh hop IPAs. Um, and I love that they're around increasingly more uh, every year. Uh, they, they did, like, something like 10 releases this year. Probably more, actually. Uh, knee deep and their entire lineup, pretty much um, – I went to a brewery a few times this year and it just made me so happy. Uh they you can actually buy growlers now where they just fill it off the draft and uh pop it with a 32-ounce can top. Uh it's pretty amazing. And the beer is you gotta drink it, you know, pretty much in one sitting. I think I'm gonna move to a only buy growlers or anything larger than a 12 ounce uh, or than a 16 ounce when I'm confident I'm gonna I'm gonna drink it in one sitting. You know. Uh yeah, but beyond that, I guess the other two would be uh, beers that I had in other parts of the world, and I didn't write anything on my list here. I have like a little fucking book that I wrote some shit. I was pretty proud of myself, the little, you know, homework. Um, but I'm not even. I'm gonna call it like a beer that I had in Colombia, uh, that was on draft in a beer garden in the Gasma hasmani district in uh, cartagena it was fucking amazing because you were sitting in this like uh beer garden that was like a old house but it was just like uh the the walls were just halfway down it wasn't a house anymore it was just an open beer garden but it was attached to a really cool like pizza and um like small plates restaurant right on this awesome square the environment
0: added to the taste somewhat.
1: Well, yeah, and it was just amazing, like, being in such a different place. And then the other one would it be in Mexico City. I went to Mexico City in September, and uh, there's this fucking crazy beer bar in... Uh, there's, a, there's a shit ton of beer bars in Mexico City. It's, like, the best place ever for eating and drinking. It's I can't even recommend it highly enough. It's insane. But um, there's this beer bar, like, called, like the Trappiste or something, right? Something like with, like, Trappist, but with, you, you say it with a nice Spanish accent. At least I did, because I'm an asshole. Um, <laughs> but basically, they had, like, fucking, t- probably 200 to 500 bottles, and the depth of, like, Mexican uh, craft brewers that they had was insane, and then... What really blew my mind, because I actually knew them, was all the, like, variety of American craft brewers that they had, like, East Coast, West Coast, really hard-to-get shit, fucking Sam Adams, you know, like, everything. And so, I think for me, beer of the year is just, like, drinking craft beer in foreign countries. That's my new thing. Can I do a blog? Can I just do that for a job?
0: Is that a job? I'm sure it is if you want to make it one, but you got to convince somebody to pay you for it, which usually means spending money on it first.
1: Good point. That was like actually like the best business advice ever wrapped up into like a one sentence.
0: <laughs> All right. So my top five. Hit me with it. Uh, so I think you're right that, uh, these have definitely been tainted by the beers I've had recently because uh, a lot of these are recent beers, but let's just talk about them anyway. Yeah, totally. Um, so number five was actually a beer I had a couple episodes ago, uh, Pennsylvania Tuxedo by Dogfish Head. Oh, and I the almost it. First beer I've ever it. had flavored by Spruce Tips. I had it again recently. I still think it's a very drinkable kind of variation on an IPA, and uh, I think it's great. You know? Try it. It's a novelty. It's an interesting novelty. Another one that I had recently that uh, I put in number four, it's one of the best. It's the best beer I can have I had in recent memory besides the uh, three above, which I've had a few times. Um was ha- Hamajong, uh, which is a uh, beer made by Jolly Pumpkin, McKellar, Leelanau, and uh, Evil Twin.
1: Wait, who is the third one?
0: Did, uh, beer, a company called Leelanau, which is um, it's another company in Michigan near Jolly Pumpkin. We had to look it up. But what they did was Jolly Pumpkin took sours made by each of them and blended them together. Holy shit. It's almost like a blended wine. Oh, that's what you really sent me the good. photo of. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, it was really good, and uh, I, if you can find it, I'd suggest trying it because it's a, uh, I don't know, it's it's just a very refreshing, incredible experience. So let's move it sounds on. Sounds like the most expensive bottle of beer in the world, though. Well, it was pricey, but it wasn't that expensive. Actually, I think McKellar itself is more expensive. Was it over thirty dollars? Well, no, no, it was twenty seven, but I it was a large bottle, and we had it at a at a restaurant oh so not at a uh, was, i didn't buy it at like a so it was 27 it was probably at a like restaurant 15.
1: oh that's actually
0: not yeah that so it's probably like 15 or something right probably not I that much i will buy it um so and then number three is a uh, ghost gone wild i don't know if you've had that one i got a lot of sours on this list again mm. just like last year year of a sours i love it bring it uh Ghost Gone Wild by uh, Stillwater and uh, Westbrook was number three. Anyway, I just really liked it. Number two. uh, I actually put two beers here because I had trouble figuring out which one I liked more. Uh, I know it's kind of cheating. That's my juice box. Uh, But uh, have you had Purple Monkey Dishwasher? No, that's a great name. Yeah, uh, it's like a peanut butter porter, Mm. chocolate peanut butter porter, I think. That's horrible. Uh, But it actually tastes, well, this is the thing. I would have thought it was too sweet, but it's actually very subtle. So you kind of get them at the end. It's by Evil Genius. Okay. But it's just really tasty. So I'd recommend trying it.
1: We don't have Uh, that out
0: here. Puff also by um, Six Point was my tie for number two. Oh, that's a great beer. Uh, Yeah, I had that. Yeah, it was just a really nice variation IPA, very fresh. Uh, well, really tasty. I don't know if I could drink a bunch of them. Wasn't but it, was, it just was resin unfiltered? Yeah. so no, it's Really good. Yeah. Good beer. Another, uh, and then, number one is actually just variations on my number one of last year. And number one of last year, if you remember, was, uh, I don't. Holy Ghost. Okay. By, uh, Anderson Valley. So this year is Blood Orange and Briny Mellon, Holy Ghost.
1: Oh, well, look at you. Uh, Consistency is king. I love it. Great. Good pick. Well,
0: I'm still the best, still the best ghosts in, a, in America. And this year I was drinking them at a, at a music festival and in bars everywhere. It seems like all of a sudden they've exploded. Mm. And, uh, I think it's a great beer, uh, to drink when you're out at the beach or when you're hanging out day drinking, if you're not like trying to get drunk and, uh, my honorable mentions is all the Miami breweries I've had, which includes MIA, concludes J.D. Wakefield, and probably my favorite right now is Winwood Brewery, and I recently had something called Octopus on the Wall by then that was a, a double IPA that was just really tasty. Very dark for an IPA, but very good. So yeah, that's my top five beers of the year. So now I want you to pick the next category. What, uh, what do you want to jump into next?
1: Albums, because I have the most in that category to talk about.
0: All right, so let's do um, this. Is probably my second strongest category of the year in terms of my actual ability to rank them.
1: Excellent. Mine aren't ranked, but it's okay.
0: All right, so you want to go first, or should I? go I first? I want you to go
1: first in this one.
0: All right, all right. So let's start with uh, first of all. I, like with movies and uh, books and and other things we made. But you gotta keep it quick, dog. A you
1: gotta books. keep it quick.
0: No, no. I, no, I just mean like bes- uh, like I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of things this year like there's a lot of albums i just didn't listen to so uh my list i feel like is uh, based on the things i did hear and uh as a result like i i didn't hear solange's album i heard that was good uh oh yeah i, mean, I haven't heard enough of fire Dave, david bowie's album and everyone put that on the top five and i i liked it when i heard it the first time but i haven't really listened to it since then yeah so that one, and uh I liked uh, and and I really like Chance's album, but I haven't listened to it since this summer, so I might be underrating it slightly. So let's say those. But my number five is uh, Lemonade by Beyonce. Uh, I think it was the first album of hers, but like the last one I liked, but this one made a lot more sense to me yeah. as an album. You know,
1: what's funny um, when, um, when I was putting up this list, Sarah told me that obviously it was Lemonade, and I like poo pooed her. But we listened to it on the drive home from Inverness last yesterday, and. It's fucking brilliant, man. Yeah, it's on my list now too. Done.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a great album because uh, I think that I think it proves that she's more than you know. She she really is like the one of the pop stars of our time, I think that's amazing. well.
1: And this album is so diverse, and we I think we already t- extolled its virtues in a prior episode. But like, shit's fire, yeah it's incredible yeah.
0: okay number four is a uh, blonde by Frank Ocean the return of Frank Ocean I just I love yeah, his voice and I, yeah really liked what he was doing. it's no Agent album. Orange or whatever Channel Orange it isn't it isn't quite as good as Channel Orange but it was good enough that I, I think that uh, he deserves uh t- you know to continue to be ranked among the best R&B singers in, in music right
1: now yeah he's, his, his voice right, three, is beautiful number three
0: uh the most recent release Run the Jewels 3 by Run the Jewels yeah yeah, um, not not what I expected necessarily when I first heard it. Mainly because the singles were all so crazy, uh, and it seems a bit more relaxed than that on the album. But the lyrics are all there, and uh, it's just a continuation of everything they've been doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: No, I really like. If you're it. into their stuff, yeah, it's it's uh, drink better beer. It's a lot of what I needed to hear after uh, you know the election, and it was it was a great surprise this Christmas. Uh, number two, uh, Radiohead, Moonshaped Pool. I don't know if I have to explain this because I've talked about it so much this summer, but uh, if you want to hear more about it, go back and listen. Radiohead's one of the Wait, do you like Radiohead? one of their best albums. Yeah, they're right. Anyway, uh, number okay. one, uh, the surprise pick for me is The Tribe Called Quest. We got it from here. Oh, yeah. We talked about it on a previous episode. It's so good. But it was like... It's the, it's the only album this year that I know for sure I'll be listening to in 10 years and still be we like to People that an amazing album uh, and it's so accurately described that moment in history which was I know a month ago now but it just seems like it's gonna be crystallized for me by that album I feel like it's still that moment now album. right it's always yeah it's yeah. gonna be for the next four years at least yeah yeah um so anyway, what are your top five buddy? they're
1: not uh, listed, and I have a couple more than that but to uh to already piggyback on yours lemonade and uh you didn't you didn't say chance but chances chance is probably number one for me actually um and but for,
0: that was that was in my honorables I just haven't listened to it a lot since
1: then I think it's still the one I listened to the most and like loved on the most and I try to keep these albums that were released uh this year. Uh, you know what, I gotta give a shout out to Hamilton, because it took me a long time. Actually, that probably- Was that this year? No, damn it, it pro- Okay, mixtape, mixtape. Uh, <laughs> that was recent. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what, I, like, I didn't, I didn't really like it for a very long time, but fucking Sarah, she just kept playing it, and, uh... And I got into my head and some, when something gets in your head, you re, I don't know, you just think about it a lot more and you kind of give it a lot more credit and then you start listening to it and then it just becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy where then you're just listening to Hamilton 24-7 a day. In your sleep, <laughs> in your dreams, then you wake up and you just pop it on the Sonos. What up, Sonos? I, and I would once love you see it live, Sonos.
0: you're going to be like, oh, oh
1: man. I'm going to
0: be like, where the yeah, fuck Sonos. is... Sonos. I would love some Where's Sonos. Lin-Manuel?
1: <laughs> Come on. Where is he? <laughs> so anyhow, moving on. Um, so I really liked uh, Shovels and Rope one of my favorite bands and they have a new album out called Seeds it's like just this couple and they have a generally back- backing band and we actually saw them at the Fillmore the great Fillmore in the corner of Geary and Fillmore Street in San Francisco, California and they
0: uh, I don't think you have to explain what the Fillmore no is. it's really nice
1: um, and they <laughs> performed just like the two of them and it was a great show we both had a great time and it's this band that Sarah and I both love and it's just they kill it every time. Um, on top of that, I uh, I also want to say Anderson Pack, uh, Malibu, and that was a great. Yeah, that was a good yeah, one. I really really enjoyed that. Um, on top of all the other ones you said, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I listened to a lot of other shit. Right. I realized like half the shit I listened to that I thought was 2016 was actually 2015, and I kind of had not Yeah, know.
0: that's that's always the case. That's a, especially the case with <laughs> the next category we're gonna do, which is my weakest category which is top 5 movies. I usually see a lot of movies and I haven't seen like any of the Oscar movies. Yeah, I have nothing yet. for that actually. So, let's see what you got to say. So so top 5 movies uh, of the ones I've seen. Now this is like I said very limited. So I've probably only seen things that were released from August back, you know. Mm-hmm. I've got like I've got uh, none of my movies were released since then except for my honorable mention. Which is My honorable well are uh, Fences, which I saw recently, the Denzel Washington movie. Which I thought had the best performances I'd seen this year, oh, but it yeah. was also just felt a lot like the play. Right. So it was just like, basically like I was watching like a film play.
1: Well, that's the it, point. It was really I good. Think that's the point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zootopia was also pretty good. All right. Uh, I, I enjoyed like the drug metaphor uh, hmm. in a kid's movie. It was an interesting uh, commentary on policy. And Nice Guys was also fun. But anyway, this is my top five. Five, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, which I thought was an, a great twist on a traditional uh, kidnapping hostage movie. Yeah,
1: great uh, movie. With
0: sci-fi effects, and better than the first one of which it gains its name. But
1: totally different.
0: Uh, number Number four, Wiener. Uh, the documentary about Anthony Wiener. Didn't see it. Still blows my mind as a thing that happened that they were allowed to film that and that they filmed what the collapse of his political career as it was really happening. from
1: the inside
0: oh yeah very much so what? and uh yeah if he and it's just an insider view of how <laughs> politics are run now and especially because of how much it says about the clinton campaign and then what we saw happen with the clinton campaign in this election i think it's a it's a huge movie in my mind and thinking about this year all right gotta check uh, it out Number three was Captain America: Civil War. Probably my dumbest movie on this list. All right. Um, I just really enjoyed. Listen, the movie is really dumb. It ends with a sequence that could have happened in the beginning of the movie, and it would have been over. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, it's kind of pointless movie, but the action sequences in it are so brilliant, and it reminds me of when I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. It didn't always add up to much, but the sequences felt like you know pure fun, and that's how that movie was. So right on. I leave it at that number two uh, don't breathe uh, the best thriller I've seen in oh yeah was it great with the
1: guy the blind guy
0: yeah it was like the, it was like an opposite home invasion movie where you fear for the you know the, the home invaders instead of the uh, the people in the house
1: yeah I didn't see and, that uh, I've been meaning to come, maybe but if you say it's good it was it, I
0: mean it's number two Yeah, it has some it yeah I mean of the ones I've seen and number one. Swiss Army Man. Oh,
1: I need to uh, see that. most creative
0: movie I saw this year. And the one that really, like, sticks out to me as being both poignant and funny and all the things the movies should be. Um, so, yeah, I'd say see that one regardless. Uh, so did you see it in I, theaters? Like I said, I haven't seen... Yeah, yeah. I have not really? seen uh, it was Moonlight. In theaters? That's insane. Yeah, it was. Like, we saw it, like, the first weekend because I really wanted to see it, and I enjoyed it a lot. But uh, I haven't seen Moonlight or... Uh, La La Land, or a lot of the other What's ones moonlight? that are like going to be up for the asking. Let's not talk about it right now. Mm, anyway. Yeah, um, I'm getting
1: sleepy, man. Bedtime. Okay,
0: wait. All right, so you got to pick the next uh, category. We've got three more. All
1: right, uh, political scandals.
0: So the, I wrote political events. So oh. This may be different for both of ours. So why don't you do yours first? Oh, no. I, well, I don't have
1: a, a whole list, so you go get.
0: No, I, I, you, okay. you pick the category, okay. now
1: you go first. Um, well, yeah, events. Um, well, this I found this really hard, and I was only going off your category. So uh, political events for me would be, like, obviously Trump, with, like, a big fucking capital gold-ass T, right? Trump. Yeah,
0: of course. That's number one, too, on my um,
1: list. But you know,
0: I guess we don't even have to. It overweighs everything. Yeah. Because it's about to influence our lives the most directly. <laughs>
1: Um, I would say actually in relation to that sub would be, uh, not sub, but like if that's one, this is one a and it's a uh, Russia, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. That's, that's all my
0: honorable mentions. Yeah. Honorable it's, mentions, uh, dude. You're well, crazy. it's just like, it's a, it's, it feels like a prevailing issue in politics for the last like ever. And it's just like, it's becoming an issue again. It's kind of hard for me to be like, well, this was the year of Russia cuz like really it's been the century of US Russia, you know, and this is like the next recapitulation of that
1: well dynamic. And that's good and fair and a very like a long-term outlook because you're probably right. Like the the Cold War was actually never over. Um because uh, Russia never really fully converted from their old ways.
0: at least since at least since Putin's been around, you know
1: yeah, so it's
0: been uh,
1: right, but my point is just that like what they did, and it's pretty obvious they did that is so fucking insane that I think that like well that in my opinion precipitated Trump so in you could argue that that even is more important than Trump. Or it's like the precursor for the latter, right?
0: I think it's definitely a part of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a big part of it. But I don't think, I think without the Russian scandal, Trump probably wins anyway. But that's a whole other story. We could talk about that another time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pr- I think probably, but it's like a completely he, di- like will that that precludes like any hacking, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I. But that's the other thing is like, or I not think precludes, this is but like really just an indication. I think this is an indication of how much—you know, the U.S. does the same thing. We interfere in other political elections, and uh, we're in an age where hacking is the uh, new political weapon, and we're finally having to deal with some of the major consequences of partially creating that weapon with the NSA and everything else. I mean, think about when the NSA hacked hacked everyone in Europe's information and how that felt to Europe, and we kind of were like, well— who cares? Yep.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I agree.
0: Um, All right. So do you have the, is that the end of your issues? Is Trump and Russia?
1: Well, I feel like that overshadows everything. And um, marijuana legalization All is right. great. And uh, oh. you
0: know. All right. Let me talk about mine. Then. Okay. Go. Uh, Bam. Uh, okay. So let's start with honorable mentions. Uh, TPP. Uh, Trans-Pacific. Yeah. Partners. Okay. And I also, I up. wanted
1: to say that I knew that you're going to say all these things, so that's why I didn't say them. Okay.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that was I think that was a pretty big deal, both for the election and for uh, you know the our trade relationship with Asia. Yeah. And our continuing relationship with Asia, which is going to be a big deal in the next few years. Uh, the Philippines' drug policy was also an honorable mention. Holy shit, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's freaking horrible. insane, and I can't believe we're allowing this to happen in the modern world. Speaking of things we're not I can't believe we're allowing it to happen in the modern world. Number five, Aleppo. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, all these things. Disaster
0: of modern uh, warfare times. Number four, very different kind of disaster, uh, South Korea-Brazil's impeachments. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The two two female two female leaders on the world stage impeached for corruption scandals and kind of the beginning of the large democratic corruption scandals that may come out in the next like ten twenty years with more hacking and things like yeah that.
1: so bad stuff.
0: It's an interesting note for what may become a, of the Trump presidency too.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, number three, uh, just because we're in America, I put NDAPL, but I I just really mean like all pipelines in general. Uh, I think it was an interesting story that encapsulated kind of a, a larger issue of what mm-hmm. we're talking about, about switching away from fossil fuels and our traditional plans of independent energy, so on and so forth. Mm. Uh, number two, which I think is the precursor to the Trump election, in my mind is uh, Brexit, which is just like the, you know, this, of course, yeah. the idea that, there could be extreme uh, political movement based on what is kind of like an economic regression and not depression, mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, creates the same fears and stokes the same kind of lunacy that went on during you know the 1920s, which I think is what led to possibly Trump's election. Number one, which obviously is the biggest thing in our lives, but yeah, yeah, that's very depressing. Hello everyone out there, have you had a rough 2016? It's been a bad year for a lot of us, and you're hoping that 2017 is going to be better. Well, I've got news for you. Time is arbitrary. The definition of years is based on a calendar which only exists in the human mind. Earth is rotating on its own axis around the sun and different planets at different years. Human life is but a blink in the eye of the universe. We are but thoughts in the mind of giants. Hope that's a comfort to everyone in the new year. Happy 2017, everyone. May we all live to our next arbitrary endpoint. So, um, being depressing, let's get on to another depressing list that I just wanted to add morbidly into this year's list before we'll do one happy one at the end. Great. Uh, Great. And that way we end on a good note. Uh, So, (laughs) we're going to do top five celebrity deaths. And this is really morbid, obviously. And what I mean by this is not that we're praising these celebrity deaths. In fact, we're. Memorializing. Well, our, our our ranking is not to say that like one person is better than the other. This is how much they meant to our lives in particular. Yeah, I
1: thought Juicebox was mean that we were going
0: to uh, like read how much we were stoked
1: about each one dying, which didn't really seem right to me. So I'm glad that he's a uh, no. <laughs> you know, changing. Yeah, that. I
0: didn't. I didn't pick that one, but I also. I also am not trying to say like one person is a better person than the next person. I'm saying these are how they affected me personally uh, in terms of this year. And I feel like it was something that we have to talk about because it's been like one of the major topics of 2016. I mean you could say – you don't have to say celebrities because there's been scientists and philosophers and all kinds of people. But I I think that uh, celebrity is the term we would use for anybody who's acknowledged by the media as being important. So let's just say that. Totally. Famous people. That makes complete um, sense. So my I'm going I'm going to go first if that's okay on this one. Yeah. Do it. Uh I got some I got some honorable mentions start out uh just like didn't make the list but also important to me in different ways. Uh, Muhammad Ali, Harper Lee. So we got two Lees. Wait, Harper uh, Lee
1: died this year?
0: Yeah. Yeah, she died right after releasing that like book that I don't know if she oh, wanted to release.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck. Um George Martin, uh, the fifth member of the Beatles, not George R. R. Martin, George Martin. Wait, and uh, Fife Dog, of, cor- of course, because uh, Tribe Called Quest. Oh,
1: and, yeah. Come on. Right, be- right before the album was done.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, back in March, actually, but like he he, he got his verses in for the album still, and yeah. it's a really weird thing because a lot of what he said predicted what was coming the next year. So anyway. Yeah um so my list is mostly um actors and musicians i noticed but i think that's because of the career path i've chosen and how much those people influence me mm-hmm. so number five for me was alan rickman mm-hmm. um i t- i had a class with him in bada uh so that one like i i knew him a little bit not a lot obviously i wasn't like friends with him but he influenced my life in some way personally and mm. and-, and was just a great actor and a- and seemed like a great person when i met him so that one really affected me. Um, number four, uh, Prince. I mm-hmm. uh, never got to see him play live. He's one of the musicians I most wanted to see perform because I just heard he was you know, one of the best and everything I'd seen him do was so incredible that I thought, you know... There's like you know, that uh, quote Eric Clapton said when he was asked, uh, what does it feel like to be the best guitarist in the world? He said, I don't know. You should ask Prince. <laughs> and I think that's... A, yeah, yeah it's like a uh, kind of fitting right uh, yeah uh number three recently uh carrie fisher yeah
1: damn man uh, that was incredibly hor- horrible
0: partially yeah because she was so young uh also because uh you know I star wars was is and is one of my favorite movies ever and uh so influential in my childhood and just like that, they're making more of them, and that she's still around as a cultural figure, and and not only that she's in a TV show. I love Catastrophe, which uh, I don't know. She's just like she's she's been a presence in my life, you know, for my whole life since I was a child, and I think she's gone is really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, David Bowie, mm-hmm. um, and I struggled. He was he was almost my number one because again, like the effect his music and uh, personality has had on my life, both through you know his acting and music roles was huge. Um, and I, I'm, i so, it was so surprising because it, nobody knew he had cancer except like those close to him. Right. So yeah. No, for me, it was yeah. just seemed out of nowhere. Uh, and number one for me, and this one is more expected cause he was older, but just because of what he meant to me, uh, Gene Wilder. Oh yeah. Um, because, uh, Again, my childhood was marked by his presence, whether it was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, or Producers, or whatever it may oh, be. All you know, incredible just, movies. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. He's um, he's up there and one of my favorite actors ever. And uh, yeah, it was, sad to, it was sad to know that he won't be doing anything anymore. So uh, what are your sad list of deaths? No,
1: I didn't really... Uh, I kind of opted out of doing this, besides my grandma... <laughs> You know, besides, uh, Norman oh. Meyer, I didn't really want to, really want to do this. Although Sarah, what Sarah's first reaction was, which I thought was kind of a uh, very, very true was, uh, the political parties, you know, the Republican and <laughs> or she said the Republican party, but I would also argue the democratic party as well. So kind of stew on that yeah. a little bit, but, uh, yeah, anyhow, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Oh man, it's raining so hard here. On perhaps on
0: purpose. Oh man. All right, so let's end on a happy note. Um, I'm gonna do the let's do the category that I feel strongest about because I watched a lot of TV this year, despite trying to do work. Uh, I felt like there were so many good TV shows, both on the internet and on TV. So. Connor, what are your top five TV shows this year? Okay, well,
1: again, this is like way,
0: way thinking about the present, but
1: black. We've been watching a lot of Black Mirror, and the first uh, you were the one that turned me on to that. And the first uh, the fir- the the first time I watched it was, was with you. But we've been watching the third season because it is on Netflix now. Yeah, and it's fucking
0: incredible. yeah. Just well, it just came out.
1: Yeah, well, I think we watched all of it already, um, which we yeah. don't usually do. So uh incredible because it's a show that Sarah and I normally wouldn't uh well we don't we don't usually like the same shows right so uh and this is kind of bleak for Sarah uh it, it is really the modern uh But I bet she likes the uh social commentary of course of course no no and that's that's what's so great is that it's such a smart show that it's I think it does really span genres and span uh audiences and, um, that was a particularly great show. And another one that I was been watching more recently is called uh, brain dead. And I think it's like an Amazon exclusive or maybe it's an No, I think it's an HBO, right? I don't know.
0: Whatever. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know that show. Really?
1: Oh my goodness. It's actually incredible. Um, it's got Tony Shalou, right? It's the guy from uh, monk, right? The little, yeah. Yeah. Guy? Uh, And he's a uh, he's he's like not the main character, but he's a uh, Republican senator uh, who's just like a dick. And basically, like uh, bugs, alien bugs start to infect people. I guess it's kind of like an updated uh, invasion of the body snatchers, but it's in D.C. and it's like all the it's like all the uh, political like banter, almost comedic comedic. Like you get from Veep, but then with uh, just like alien ass bugs, pretty good. It's a good show, really good show. Yeah. Uh, Sarah doesn't like it; she thinks it's scary, but it's not. It's not scary. Um, (laughs) And other than that, I honestly couldn't uh, get past that. That was one of the last categories I left, and there's so many better shows that I watched. So I was thinking maybe (laughs) once you, not better, but uh, equally good. Um, So maybe you go. Yeah, I have a. Yeah, you go, and then come back to me afterwards. All right.
0: So I haven't, I actually haven't finished Black Mirror season three, but I watched the first three episodes. I really liked it, but it didn't even, it didn't, it did not make my list. Whereas Black Mirror season two probably would have, or season yeah, one. Yeah, I just can't remember uh, all the fucking shows I watched. That's my issue. All right, so let's go honorable mentions first. Um, oh, these two I remember when I, wait, wait, best. wait, Westworld is the other one. Oh, well that one's, that one's in, well, let's get to that in a second. Sorry, I forgot. Because that wait. one's definitely in my top five. Yeah. Um, Honorable mentions for this year were Better Call Saul and Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. which both had fantastic seasons, very well filmed, well written stuff. It was just that the things that I put above them were either m- reached me on a personal level or just had more interesting, nuanced things going on. And TV's gotten to that level where everything is so good that, you know, yeah. there are things that are better than movies. So let's get into it. Number five. Uh show I finished recently, Search Party. Mm, um I haven't seen it. Fantastic show. Not just because it was like funny and you know, an odd film noir. I it was because of how it ended. Because of a mystery. Ali
1: Shimakawa.
0: Aliyah Shotcat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. She might be in it.
1: Wait, what do you mean might? I
0: mean maybe. Why are you maybe in me? Oh, you know. No, but I th- it's in the it's in the previews. No, I I was saying cuz uh, cuz of uh rest development. Come on, man.
1: oh, haha, oh, ha, got you,
0: bitch. That's pretty funny. <laughs> all, right, sorry. all right, so all right. <laughs> so Yeah, that show <laughs> it was uh, it was it was hilarious for a lot of it and it just ended really well. And I think mysteries I I so often judge mysteries by how they end and whether it makes sense and whether it feels fulfilling and uh, adds something to the way that you perceive the story. And I feel like it does all of those things. And it's in an interesting way. And I don't know if I've seen a mystery quite like it. Um, so I'm not going to spoil anything by saying that. Just check it out. Uh, I will. And if you're watching it, watch watch it all the way through because it's worth seeing to the end.
1: Oh, like Todd no, Margaret. Was...
0: Yeah, for real, like Todd Margaret. Except maybe not season three, but the first two for sure. Yeah, you gotta watch I got to finish season anyway, three. Anyway. Yeah. Uh number 4 was uh, Stranger Things. Oh fuck, of course. Yeah, that's on my list too. Which was probably the show that I felt was most made for me this year, but I think it was for everyone who was a kid brought up in the it's 80s so and early good, 90s. Dude. It just felt like Yeah. It felt like it was our childhood and also just the feeling of like what that uh those movies like the Spielberg and uh Craven and whoever yeah. else that thing referenced. Uh, and it was very derivative of so many things, like J.J. Abrams' products, kind of. But it felt so vividly real, like those things It felt genuine. Um, it okay, so number of just three e. was basically right. Well, yeah, E.T. Close Encounters. No, I know, uh, I know.
1: But like, but just like she was uh, poltergeist e. a lot,
0: a lot of poltergeist. I've never actually you know, seen them being taken.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I need to. Oh my God, Hunter, go back. Oh, Goonies too. Oh, the gang totally totally and the kids even look like that yeah all right so anyway uh number three atlanta oh uh,
1: yeah okay maybe the,
0: i need to finish it yeah oh god yeah for sure uh maybe the best filmed and written thing i saw this year i just i loved all the artistic decisions they were making how daring it was how funny it was uh i laughed aloud every episode at something and i just i found it endlessly engaging and it changed from episode to episode it looks entirely different based on what they're trying to portray in the Hmm. storyline feels different that's a really interesting
1: comment I i like that a lot yeah i gotta go watch
0: it yeah it's a really cool show uh check that out uh and then the top two are both things that are on hbo and i feel like hbo has gone into this category where they're just making things that are as good, if not better than anything that's in movies right now. All right, what that's do you what got? that's I thought about these two shows. Hit it. So number two was what you said, Westworld. Yeah, great show. Which I think was so tightly written. I was worried about it the whole time I was watching it. I was like, where is this going? Is this going to end I up someplace where yet, I feel either, satisfied actually. about Oh, my God. Oh, it ends so well. <laughs> And it's also like, you know, it's going back to another category, it's also use the use of the Radiohead songs that they do a few times and how perfectly the lyrics and all the, of the songs they use songs? line up. Oh, there's a few times. Wow. Guys. I mean, it's the last song in the series in the last episode, but there's another episode where it's a key part of it. But the lyrics line up perfectly with the events that are happening, but you don't hear the lyrics, it's just that playing on the piano. And anyway, but the whole series oh, just feels like it's. The it lyrics was, that go along very, with the tune that they're playing. Wow, that's crazy, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. yeah. They mean a lot to what's going on in the action. I understand. And yeah. uh, and that's the case with all the songs they play. And I also feel like it's just, like everything in that show is so well thought out in the way that it works. Uh, now there are questions I still have, but it's well thought out in a Jonathan Nolan sort of way. Yeah, as well the well questions like, really don't worry about yeah, it.
1: It
0: doesn't about matter what but in the not world. Because it because all of the uh, the important things work out. Yeah, because it's based so on that's his a great story. One.
1: That's why shut up about it.
0: Well, kind of, but they changed it a lot from the original movie, and I think the changes are better for it. And it's and it's very I, it's it feels much more like a Jonathan Nolan movie, like like you know Batman or the Prestige or something like that. And and it was like the whole time I was watching it, you would forget you're watching a TV show because the. Uh, Cinematic standards are so high. Oh, insane! So yeah,
1: and I mean that's yeah. uh, isn't that like one of the I hate to say it, but one of the best critiques
0: you can give it to television show, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And especially in the modern age, and that is why number one stands out to me so much, which is Game of Thrones. And, oh yeah, I don't uh, watch that show. Ooh. Well, you. Yeah, I don't know what to say. You to can you say because, that Because uh, this season of this season of Game of Thrones uh, redeemed a lot of the stuff that was going along with the show, and it's not. I will say this season might have had the worst dialogue of any season, partially because they had to move so far away from the books they don't ha- and they are past where the books are right now, so they don't have anything to go on <laughs> except for like vague outline information. But they're like hurry what's up. more important about the show the cinematic standards have George R George, hurry up, George. The more, what's more important about the show is that the cinematic standards and acting are so good. And it is as good as like anything that Peter Jackson put out with Lord of the Rings. And you know, as good as uh, Harry Potter series and those kind of things. Which I think are like the cinematic standards that I judge those large blockbuster motion pictures by. And there was nothing I saw in theaters this year that compared with what Game of Thrones was mm. all the way through. And, and even more important than that, the reveals that they did do that aren't from the books... Showed that so much of the show is going to pay off in a way that makes sense and comes circuitously around in the same way that like those books did that I just listed, and I and I think this will be an immensely yeah, yeah. satisfying next couple of seasons. And there were a couple episodes this year, specifically episode five and episode ten, for those who've seen it, that are above and beyond most TV shows. And really, the only thing I compare them with is like the Ozymandias episode of. Uh, Breaking Bad. Mm. So that's as big praise as I can give it. So leave it at that. that. was a pretty high praise. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna leave it at that, except uh, I did read a couple books this year. The only things I could think of were uh, Silmarillion, Long Dark Tea Time of the Soul, and Be Mortal by uh, till Gawande, which your wife also read, and we both enjoyed. So Wait. check out any of those. Wait. None of those came out this year. Wait, None of those came out this year. Wife? I don't know. We just like the same Not books. We like cool, to talk dude. about them. Behind hey, your back.
1: Yeah, stop that. I don't like that. Yeah, me and Jade like the same kind of uh, IPAs. So, fuck
0: you. She's more of a sour drinker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> know. did you oh, did you I read know. any books this year? Um, just out of curiosity? Yeah, I've, I've read a lot of books.
1: My dad's going to give me shit on this. And he's going to fucking listen to this episode now. And it's going to just be a big old shit. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> No. Hey, Paul. How's it going out there? Yeah, I read a lot of books, but they're mostly online, and they were uh, uh, articles in BuzzFeed. And really, by articles, I mean they were uh, quizzes about which Gilmore girl that I was. But, you know, what's funny is that I always got the same one, and it's the one that I knew I was, because obviously I'm Rory, and uh, I don't know why I kept taking it. They always had a new one every week. But, um, I don't know, I probably read, like, you know, like, 500 words a, a week or so doing that. And, uh, all
0: right, all right. Yeah. So, check out the, uh, Wait, The no, Future wanna... Henry and Hops. I did want to plug lot. a book. I did want to plug a book. Uh,
1: real quick. <laughs> um, it's, uh, called I Hate the Internet. You guys should check it out. Great book.
0: All right. So, uh, check out those books if you like reading. Otherwise, check out those TV shows or Dead Celebrities. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they might have and, Facebook uh, pages that
1: you can like, write on their,
0: wall, their dead walls. Yeah, I'm not laughing about the fact that they're dead. I'm laughing about the fact that we decided to make a top five. I don't know. It it's sounds so like you're laughing,
1: you're laughing at their, their death, dude. I'm a little bit concerned. Well,
0: well, let's go back and check their record. Let's see what I felt at the time. Right. Anyway. Okay. It's for people judge, not me. Goodbye from Rory actually and Juicebox. We can dissect
1: this. We'll talk about this next time. But, like, I want to leave with this. The funniest thing in 2016 is that the media and indeed a large portion of the public has been reduced to dissecting a senior citizen's Twitter messages.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I think that's going to be a large part of the next four years of our life. Yeah. I just want to put that into perspective, Uh, a large
1: amount of which were sent prior to 5 a.m. So.
0: Well, no, between the hours of 2 and 5 a.m. Yeah, well, that's what I said before 5 a.m. It's insane. Yeah, but any times before 5 a.m. It's like feeding gremlins after midnight. Any times. Oh, because
1: after midnight
0: is any time. Is that the trick in the gremlins? I don't know. Don't feed gremlins, no, I guess. Don't feed Mogwai, no. guys. That's my message for 2017. Right. Don't feed Trump. Don't feed Mogwai.
1: Okay. On that note, um, good luck out there, everybody. Um, All right.
0: Uh, yeah. Happy New yeah, Year. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> we'll hope to see you in the next year. We'll be here.
1: I'm not going anywhere. All right. Love. Just lots bye. of love. You know? All right, bye. bye.
0: Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry and Ops. Henry, Henry and offs.
1: Henry, Henry and offs. Off. <laughs> it's not sinking. It's not sinking, dog. Buy a better beer. Don't try to be a better human being. Okay. Hey, watch the wolf suit.